0: Hey, I don't know about you, but after living in Alice Springs for, oh, almost seven years now, almost seven years, we are familiar with a certain level of inconvenience, especially around this time of Christmas. I mean, think about the, uh, the process of trying to purchase Christmas presents. Of course, as local residents wanting to contribute to our local economy, we usually search for the thing we want. And then unable to find it, we then venture online, we find it somewhere, and then we believe it is going to be posted to us, knowing we will receive it anywhere between two days and six months' time. (laughs) And of course, we think that a month and a half out from Christmas should be enough, but you just never know, right? Because for some reason, in order to get things from Adelaide to Alice Springs, it must go via Darwin. You know, these are, <laughs> these are the kind of inconveniences that we face. I, I've heard recently, I'm not a huge pavlova cooker, but I've heard that particularly with the heat here in Alice Springs, it is very hard to get a good pavlova to cook properly, to set properly. Ah, just one of these inconveniences of Alice Springs. And let's not forget the big one. The fact that if we suddenly realise we're missing a key ingredient and the clock ticks past 7.01, we cannot find a supermarket that is open. <laughs> And Alice Springs, we have learnt to deal with these inconveniences. Uh, I was chatting to some friends who have moved from Alice Springs down to Bendigo. Uh, They do the classic kind of Woolworths uh, delivery. And I believe they told me that if they forget they have an ingredient, they can go online, order it at 2pm, and it will be delivered by 4. And I said, what is this? What is this you speak of? It is unknown to us here in Alice Springs. But I like to think that maybe... Maybe God is uniquely training us to see him in a way that other places can't or maybe won't. I like to believe that there's something unique about the way people experience Alice Springs that somehow shifts and changes something within them. That isn't just to do with life, but it's actually also to do with how they express their faith. And when it comes to celebrating Christmas, despite the kind of magical spirit that is often advertised through brands like Coca-Cola, it can actually be a time that is full of quite profound inconvenience. We, we, we like to think that there's this Christmas spirit and of course the generosity and the delight, the gift giving and the laughing about, you know, scopes and sniper rifles is all good fun. But at the end of the day, it can actually be quite a difficult and inconvenient time. I, I wonder if any of these inconveniences resonate with you. Sometimes for Christmas, there are some awkward family conversations, It's like, oh, haven't seen these guys in nine months or 12 months. And last time we spoke, things weren't great. And so you sit around the table and you have a meal knowing there's this kind of underlying issue that is sitting below the surface. Maybe it is that you just don't have enough personal space. I know this time of year people like to gather together and they fill up their, their houses and, and actually despite what people might think about me, I'm a kind of an introvert by nature, I would rather stay away from the crowds and you're like where is this like personal space that I want that I'm kind of craving during this break? Or it might be that you have difficulties in transportation and again for those who are joining us online, like for some of us we're traveling from Alice maybe down to like Adelaide or Melbourne or somewhere else for Christmas. And of course, on the journey, you're going to get a flat tire or you're going to run into some sort of trouble. There's often these inconveniences with where we're physically located too. Now, you might resonate with a few of these things when it comes to Christmas in Alice. Well, actually, quite interestingly, you might uh, recognise also that you have actually a lot in common with the first Christmas. I mean, think about the awkward family conversation that must have taken place due to an unexpected pregnancy that was, oh yeah, from God. How's that going to go down in those family chats? Maybe not so easily. I mean, when it comes to not enough personal space, we literally have the story where Mary and Joseph have made their way to Bethlehem and there is no room at the inn, or whatever you want to call it, right? This is supposed to be a place where people would get together and if you know a bit about Jewish tradition, usually they can squeeze in a couple of extras and yet apparently there was no space. And what about this? Difficulties in transportation. I know that we often get this picture of, you know, Joseph walking beside the donkey and Mary riding on, I mean it's awkward enough, you know, she's pregnant and that's, that's tough going as it is. But if you actually read the biblical story, there's no mention of a donkey. There's no mention of a donkey, right? That comes from actually extra biblical literature. There's no donkey there. Most likely, she was a walkin'. And I don't know about that, but that isn't very clean transportation when you're traveling long distances while pregnant, right? So isn't it fascinating that maybe our inconveniences here in Alice Springs have some parallels with the first Christmas? And it raises the question, this I think really important question for us this Christmas, rather than expecting convenience and everything to go smoothly this Christmas, what if we expected that God might use inconvenience? That he actually might use these inconvenient things that occur within our life to reveal himself in a special way. In fact, to be honest, if you're a follower of Jesus, you ought to, in some respect, expect inconvenience. The way that we go about life, Giving, living sacrificially, you know, like this kind of stuff is going to involve ending up in difficult times and in difficult places and working sometimes with difficult people. We should expect a level of inconvenience. And God isn't afraid to use inconveniences. I mean, we see three major ones in the Christmas story. Check out the inconvenient timing of the Christmas story. Remembering that God could have had this occur. A month later, a year later, like the timing, he had the discretion, right? And yet he chose to use this particular time, which we read in Luke 2, at the time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This is the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And so you've got this like really awkward timing. Like it's not like, oh yeah, we can have this baby at home. It's like right now we've got a governor who, uh, or the emperor who wants to conduct a census. Right now. Right when you need to have a baby. Right? Not a month earlier, not a month later. Right now. And you've got to go. And yet the God of the universe chose this particular timing, this super inconvenient timing... the birth of Jesus. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas, don't let timing become a barrier to hearing God. You know, sometimes we can make excuses. It's like, oh, you know, when I've got more time, I'll listen to God. Or "When when I've got more time, I'll reach out or love that person or commit to that particular initiative. Like, when I've got more time. But God uses inconvenient timing for his glory. And we... Perhaps should consider that too. Check out this second inconvenience. Talk about an inconvenient location for a birth. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged and who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in in, sorry, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I always think it's fascinating, particularly when our translators choose particular words maybe just to take the edge off, the kind of severity of the situation. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth. Like the only word in that entire kind of piece of text that actually gives some semblance of comfort is snugly. And I've got a feeling there's not an equivalent Greek word. But they definitely wanted to add just a little bit of comfort because they knew that overall this was a deeply inconvenient location for a birth. We're talking about... Well, often they call it a stable, but it could have been like essentially a cave or it could have been somewhere where the animals dwelt, right? And this place would have had, you know, animal feces. It would have stunk. It was not a pretty place and not a safe place to have a baby. And yet sometimes we kind of go, oh, the location is really getting in the way of God's activity, right? I mean, sometimes the location or the inconvenience of location could become a barrier to faith. You know, I'll be hospitable when I have a bigger house. Or well, maybe if you're traveling, you might be traveling and you're like, I hear God when I'm at Alice Springs Baptist Church, not when I'm on holidays. God would never speak to me at this inconvenient location of the beach. Right? So sometimes we restrain God to these particular like, locations, whether they're comfortable or not. We say, no, 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 no. We're not going to let God into this space, and yet God is the one who uses the inconvenient timing. He uses the inconvenient locations, and here's the last one. He uses inconvenient people, and this might rub a little bit. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Now, almost to prove that God is not afraid of inconvenience, the message was given to the most inconvenient of group of people, and that is the shepherds. Now, most of us probably won't understand this, but in the first century, to be a shepherd, like for that to be your vocation, right, you were essentially denied or deprived of all human or civil rights. They were so looked down upon that they weren't actually able to be witnesses in a court of law because they were known as just being blatant liars. If you were a shepherd, you were a liar. So according to the law, you can read this in the Talmud in the Jewish literature as well, the shepherds were not allowed to be witnesses in court. And yet God chose shepherds to be witnesses to one of the most amazing events in history. Now if that isn't proof that God is not afraid to use inconvenience, I don't know what is, right? And so don't this Christmas let people become again a barrier to expressing your faith. Because even the most unexpected people might carry a message that you need to hear. In fact, that person might even be you. So timing, location, people, God isn't afraid to use inconvenience. Because core to the Christmas story, I know for many of us we've heard this story so many times. But core to the Christmas story and the Christmas narrative is the truth that God actually enters the world in a special way during times, places, and people of inconvenience. Like if you actually read the narrative, as it's written, right? God enters the world in a special way during times, places, and people of inconvenience. And so sometimes we can adopt this mindset where if there is resistance or there is inconvenience, it must not be God, because God makes it easy. But we know that isn't true, right? But sometimes we can kind of fall prey to that a little bit. And we need to be discerning, and there's times where God puts up barriers. I get that, right? But a lot of the times God is wanting us to enter into those inconvenient spaces because he has something special to offer us. The Christmas story is a story about a God who overcomes, from a human perspective, what we would call the odds. The selfishness of an emperor wanting to conduct a census to see how powerful he is. The limitations of physical space of an inn and the prejudices of humankind against people like shepherds. So this Christmas, rather than getting angry at inconvenience, which I know we are all tempted to do, can I encourage you to pause and look for God there? When there is an inconvenience in timing or in place or in people, we could ask the question, God, is that you? Are you wanting to enter into my life in a special way here? Do you need to teach me something important in this moment? God can use the inconveniences, and he did, and we are the recipients of that same message today. Let me pray, and then we're going to spend a bit more time singing a few more cows. Jesus, thank you that you remind us that this Christmas you're not uh, the kind of God who shies away from inconvenient circumstances, but God, when we have those points of conversation that rub, or maybe we find that there is an awkwardness to where we are or Maybe just the timing isn't right. May we be quick to ask the question, God, is there something you special you want to share in this moment? Help us to be generous and sacrificial and loving in the way that we encounter others. And God, we are deeply thankful for this incredible story, the message that was sent through the lowly, so that we even today, can experience your life, your peace, your love, and know that you are good and always been on a mission of redeeming and restoring this broken world. And so thank you that we can celebrate that this Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.